Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 67. I'm out here in the Steez machine for the first time in 10 episodes. I've uh, been doing it outside, social distance style. I'm here with Aaron Chase and Corona. How you doing, man? Uh, hot. But <laughs> uh, outside of that, fantastic. Because we were, I was going to be like, hey, let's just do it. Because I have fucking fold-up chairs in the trunk. And you're like, hey, uh, just, it's 92 outside. <laughs> you'd be like, let's not do that. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. And it's a little early. Like, it's not even noon. It's 10. Yeah, It's yeah. 10. So it's going to get real hot. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm sweating in here. We got the AC on, too. Yeah. <laughs> I go shirtless all the time. <laughs> You're rocking it shirtless right now. All the time. <laughs> um, yeah, the Steez Machine, she's getting she's getting beat up. We um, we, She's nicknamed the Steez Machine because if anybody wants to fuck in it, they can fuck in it. Okay, good. So, like, if, dude, next time we're at a show, some girl walks right up to you, grabs a handful of your dick, and was mm-hmm. like... I'm a fuck you, but right. I don't want to walk more than 200 feet, and my car was in the front row. Just ask for the keys, bro. I, I feel like I'm sitting in jizz right now. Yeah, no, we don't. I mean, actually, a couple times in the front seat, but it's mainly okay back there. All right, well, I'll just, I'll uh, just, I'll sanitize before I, I go do utilizing. You might want to put your shirt back on. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, so you're saying that uh, right now is the best time of your life? Huh? It is the best time of my life. Can you uh, elaborate on that? <laughs> I know. I feel bad for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, I guess my, my entire life was, I, first of all, I had never been left alone my entire life. Like what? when I think about that, when I, when I look back, never was left alone. Like how so? What do you mean? Um, my family was, and in, in, I'll use the, I'm trying to work on my anger. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. My family was overbearing. Okay. All right. Overbearing. I here. Here. You know what? I you, you could cuss on this podcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want. My fucking <laughs> bitch. <ass>. These <laughs> niggas come around here. Whoop de whoop. Wop de dee wibbly whoop. Uh. No. But <laughs> scoop de dee poop. Um. No. But they were. They were. I, I didn't have weekends. Okay. They like. They would make up homework for me to do on the week. I know. I know. Uh. <laughs> on the weekends, I like. So my entire childhood was work, 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 work all week. Get home like as soon as you go, go to school where that structure did not work for me. I d- you can you know you know what like the, being a comic and going to school like that type yeah. of personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So like I'm in went to a private school my all of elementary school which is super not good. Then <laughs> uh, then went to public school and middle school which is a terrible transition to make. Really? Yeah, because you're coming from this time like going from a small town to a big city. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of the racial issues of Riverside, on top of going home and not having any support mentally or emotionally, on top of being told that I shouldn't do any of these things I want. So I wanted to, I was always as a kid, I wanted to do art. Right. I wanted to make stuff and perform and do all this stuff. But I was just put in the absolute worst environment for my personality. So I was just miserable. And I didn't understand why I was miserable because I'd never been outside of the situation. And then I went to college like a fucking idiot. <laughs> a fucking the dumbest. Ugh. Did you finish? Yeah. I got two degrees. This guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but then I was in, so I went from high school to college where I was learning, I was going, I was back in a school environment that made me miserable. Right. Um, I was learning, I, I don't know if you know my day job. No. Uh, I was an American Sign Language interpreter. Oh shit! What the fuck? Yeah, it's a whole. I'll tell you stories about that. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I I was working in school, you know, in this in this environment that fucking sucked for me. So I was right. miserable. 
Um, I was still being bothered by my family because all the trauma. I was learning sign language because I thought like, well, I need to, I need to learn something practical. Right. And so I'm doing all that. Still never left alone. <laughs> then I, during during all of that, I was in stupid relationship after stupid relationship, trying to find happiness. Really? Yeah. Huh? yeah. I, I watched a lot of Boy Meets World. And so I was like, well, clearly love is the solution. Is the answer, yeah. Uh, <laughs> really? Are you, are you with someone right now? I am. We're, we, I'm talking to somebody. Okay. I'm taking things slow. Okay, good. Yep. I'm not making the same mistakes, goddammit. No, I'm pushing for that. I'm stay single. Like, dude, all my homies are, like, jumping in relationships and shit. And they were like, we just went to uh, San Diego. They wanted to go to San Diego because they wanted to do a very specific Mexican restaurant, even okay. though we all live in Orange County. Of course. Uh, and so they... My homie brought his girlfriend. My other homie brought his girlfriend. They're like, bro, like, just hit up one of your skinks and bring. I was like, nah, dude, I'm rolling sca- stag, dude. I'm not. And it was just like, it was. I just wanted to like. I was just like, mm, like getting there, get so, jiggy. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, why are you with him? You know, trying to like, trying to like put the pressure on a little bit, you know. And yeah. they handled it. I was like, fuck, you're, they're gonna be together for a while. Ah, you lost your wingman. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I'm sorry that happened. Uh with uh relationships uh yeah i'm just uh, ba- basically all of that to be said when quarantine happened i f- freaked out uh, understandably so right right um and then i got into this place of did you watch avatar the last airbender when i was like a kid like the animated one yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a scene where he's like super zen and he's talking to a guru and like <laughs> i don't remember that oh it's dope as fuck it's like a waterfall <laughs> it's awesome dude do some drugs watch it it's great. okay um but i just got to this place of calm and the first time in 29 years of real calm people let leaving i'm left alone and you you count you say so you are 29 but you say in 29 years as if like the first five like you remember it Uh, it's fair fair. i'm sure the trauma is still there yeah i'm sure it was there someone flicked your bean while you're changing the diaper or something (laughs) they're like he's gonna i'm gonna make sure (laughs) yeah um but no and that now i'm in a place where i I've been living for the most part off of it's a weird way, but I've been living off of stand up, mm-hmm. street stand up, and um, I'm happy. I have days fr- I can do this. Right. It's thir- what, it's Thursday. I hope so. Yeah. If this was back in normal days, I'd be at work all day, all day, just sign language interpreting. Yep. How do what's sign language interpreting like? Isn't it just the same fucking sign language? Like it's so. Like, oh, like, this means that. But if he did it in a certain way with his right hand, that means that, that I'm a douchebag. Like, how, what is that? how does that work? It's, it's, it's tough because it, it's like any other language. People get this idea that you're doing magic or some shit. <laughs> but it, it's weird. People get really tripped out by it. But it's just like, a, it's like when you hear somebody speak German. They're, it's just another language. Okay, well, how long has sign language been a thing? Like, when, who, who started that? <laughs> it's, okay, so... Language isn't div- you know that Aziz Ansari joke about sign language, uh, no. where uh, basically comics have this, in my opinion, hacky joke about sign language, where they're like, then they sit in a room and they write, this means dog, this means cat, <laughs> but it's like in reality, language is developed naturally through time and mm-hmm. culture. So there's American sign language, there's Mexican sign language, British sign language, Japanese sign language, Korean sign language, so on and so forth. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. If I w- I went to Ireland and I met a deaf dude, we couldn't communicate. Because he didn't know American Sign Language and I didn't know Irish Sign Language. Are they completely, completely yep. different? Mm-hmm. Like nothing's the same? Nope. What the? Why? Why wouldn't they just like all the deaf people come together and be like, look, we're all deaf here. 
We it, all, like, it would be like if aliens came down and be like, why can't all of you guys just speak one, just speak Russian? Just everyone pick one. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. That's true, that's true. Yeah, so it's... But if someone's been deaf their whole life, like, what language are their thoughts in? So that is going to get depressing if you want to hear. Oh, shit. It's going to get sad if you want to hear some sad shit. Fuck it, dude. Okay, all right, let's hear, okay. <laughs> all right, get ready. This is This is why I, like... I can't be an interpreter because it's, it's too, it's depressing. It's really, really it, 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 this is, I'm, I'm going to get mad just so you know when I talk about this. Okay. Let's, okay. let's get into it, man. So like hearing people is usually the people that have deaf kids are hearing, uh, meaning they can hear things. So um, like, wait, 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 deaf people who have a kid can uh, hear? Most of the time, people that have kids that are deaf are hearing like about 80% of the time. I'm, I'm uh, so if you were to have a kid and they were to be deaf, Oh, okay. that is generally what happens. It's very rarely the opposite. Okay, I got you, got you. Um, and what ends up happening more often than not is those parents don't learn sign language. Yep. Oh, get ready. I'm about to get mad. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Because I, I work K through 12. I work with these fucking kids, and it is infuriating. The, the parents, they don't learn sign language. So what ends up happening is they teach their kids home sign. What home sign is is the equivalent of having a kid and saying goo goo gaga to them <laughs> and and just letting them go out into the world with nothing but goo goo gaga. Oh fuck. And then on top of that, you're it's I know that question of like, well, what do they think in? Yeah. And it's kinda hard to put into where I'm not deaf, so I don't know. Right. But right. it's you're putting a person in a mental prison because you're if you once you're about four or five you, if you don't have a language at that point, you lose the ability to develop higher concepts. Okay. So, because you don't have words to put it into context. And you, eventually, you, they, most, most deaf kids will learn, if they're in that situation, they'll learn sign language, American Sign Language, when they're about 14. Because Coach. another kid will come by who happens to be deaf who will teach them. What the fuck? Yep. And the school system is fucking dog shit. They just pass them along. So I would show up. I would interpret for high school. Kids that were fucking 18 could not read. Couldn't read. Couldn't write. But they can still see. Yep. Good for them. Good, good for <laughs> them. Have fun in that fucking assembly line, bitch, because oh, that's man. all you can do. Like, I've actually never met a deaf person. You probably have, well, but you didn't realize. Well, I, I, well, like when I work retail, like I've met them, but I've never like sat down and talked and like and tried to communicate or anything. It's just kind of like they're just like they hold up a sign and say, "I'm deaf. Yeah. Don't ask me a question." Yeah. And I'm, or like if you ask me a question, I'm not like being a dick. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, I get it, dude. Th we, this whole goddamn podcast could be about that. But let's not do that. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> make me. This is gonna make me furious. Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, because. I finally have time to myself. I have time to exercise. I have time to eat fucking breakfast. Really? Well, now that so once this quarantine's over and or I guess the quarantine's kind of over, but I mean like once everything comes back full swing, mm. do you think you're going to be able to channel this happiness into a new you? Yes. Yeah. Because I was I, I it's peaks and valleys. Right. So like when when I was in I want to say it was around the era of Tiger King. <laughs> you know, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The era of Tiger it King. Like a couple years ago. Right? I, so, in the era of Tiger King, I was perfect. It was like I was zen, it was quiet, I wake up. It, the the weather was cool. I I live in right. my I live in my grandmother's garage with my wolf beast. Oh, the white dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Aaliyah. Um so the weather was fine. 
So, like, everything was perfect. Then George Floyd. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, then George that Floyd That was gnarly. Happened. Yeah. And the, I live in uh, Trump country. Whoa, Riverside? I live in Riverside in a sub suburb. Huntington Beach is Trump country. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. I saw. Fuck, did you dude. see the, like, surfer dudes who are handing out free masks? Oh, yeah, did, Chad. Oh, you know them? Well, I mean, I've done a couple shows with them, but oh. I don't, like, I wouldn't be like, let's go eat. You right, know, like, right, right. We wouldn't be able to do this. I mean, I might be able to hit them up for the podcast, but now yeah. they're too big. Ah, well, regardless, it was really funny. Right, yeah. Oh, that was fucking was hilarious. hilarious. And they were so nice. They were like, yeah, we're just trying to <laughs> seem like really nice guys. But you got to deep dive on their YouTube, bro. They'll yeah. like go to like Huntington Beach like city council meetings and like fucking. I saw just, one of them. Yeah, dude. It's so dumb. Um, um, but I just. So, so George Floyd happened and this sp- f- rage. I was. I really had a lot of anger. Okay. Um, I was furious. And then the street stand up became more activism than stand up. Okay. It became like a. It be, almost became like my own version of protesting, hmm. and it got dangerous. How so? Um, because I'm, you know, I got punched in the face. Right? Oh, I did not hear about this. All right. So, uh, you know, okay, you know when you go to like dive bars and you're like, oh man, this is, this is sketchy. I should, should I even be here performing? Like, oh, bro, mm-hmm. have you ever done the comedy quench in Oxnard? I have not. I, 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 I've not. Bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, imagine that, but no security. Oh. Nobody's around. Like, you're just on the street. You're just on the street. And so, what happened? I was in Red. I'm in Redlands, and it's a conservative area. And I would like, I'd be out there. I'd say, you know, talking about Black Lives Matter, and it depended on my mood. When I was angry, it it got Malcolm Xy. When I was calm, so you yeah. wouldn't be out there like making jokes about it. You wouldn't be doing like stand up. You would just be like speaking your I mind. I was just fucking talking. Okay. I was furious. It it wasn't even about. It was like because I I wrote jokes. I wrote jokes for years about the black experience and my perspective, mm-hmm. and I would perform for years. And I and I have this thing that like I make old white people very comfortable. Okay. Oh, the the way I speak and the way I hold myself. You do have a very soothing voice. Oh, thank you. I'm just like, fuck, this guy needs to read audiobooks. Uh, I started trying to do. Yeah, but. that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but but I cuz I grew up in River, I know these people. Mm-hmm. Like I know how they think, I know how they work, I know what makes them comfortable cuz I've had to do that to survive. Mm-hmm. Otherwise they'd call the cops and it'd be a whole thing. So, I make them comfortable in just the way I present myself. And I would try. I would be like, okay, well, I'm gonna write jokes so that they understand my perspective. Sure. And what I realized was, oh, they're not taking in any of the information. They're just laughing. Fine, you know, I'm a right. comedian. That's the take. You, I have no control over how people take my comedy. Sure. But it did frustrate me that like, I was writing shit that was not funny. To, I was trying to take stuff that I didn't find funny and I turn it into something funny. Mm-hmm. And they they weren't. It just didn't take. And so those same people are now angry and they hate, they're just furious. And so I'm out there getting screamed at, getting called a nigger, being told Fuck. that. Yeah, I'm used to it. Getting told <laughs> that, getting told that, uh, like, I, uh, just crazy shit. And then when I was in Upland, so it, in Redlands started to get, the block was too hot. Now, how close is that to Riverside? 30 minutes. Oh, shit. So you're going far. Oh, that's far? Well, I mean, why didn't why wouldn't you just go to like your street corner like in Riverside? Um, because I want to diversify. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I guess you're a little. All right, fair enough. All right. Yeah, it was just about 30 minutes to go stand on the street. You know, that's why I was yeah. just like, well, okay. But I'm out there for hours. Right. Yeah. It's not 30 minutes isn't that fucking far. It's, yeah, about I drove like 35 to get here. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, comics, cars. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it it was just getting dangerous because I was when I was there. Even when I wasn't performing, I was getting flipped off and screamed at. So I like was just by like driving by cars or people that are just like standing there. Oh, fuck. And I was just like, this is getting dangerous. So I went to Upland. Now, do you carry like a knife on you or anything? Uh, I will not answer that. Okay. On the got you. Got I'll, you. I'll tell you some shit. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so you should be like, dude, I got an AK. Yeah, man, like, I'm ready. I'm the strapped. mic stand is a gun. Don't <laughs> fuck with me. <laughs> a, I'm like, I'm like Inspector Gadget. You don't yeah. even know <laughs> what I could come up with. But I was in, I was so I was in Upland. I did it for about a month. Okay. And I was there. Luckily, goddamn, with KJ Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And KJ. yeah, yeah. So we were we were doing it, whatever. And we packed up. We were hanging out. We were just chit chatting. And I'm looking. I'm if if I'm looking at you, right. All of a sudden, it's black. And I'm getting off the ground. What the fuck? Yeah, from my perspective. Right, of course. Um, d- and, and, and when I tell people this, I, I I was talking to some dude on the street. I was like, yeah, man, someone sucker punched me. He's like, bro, you need to learn jujitsu. It's like I can't jujitsu someone if I'm I don't sucker, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so um, and it, it really upsets me, disappoints me that it was a black dude. But what? Yeah, it wasn't a racial thing, or to my knowledge. He was apparently he was yelling about. He was saying like, you like messing with girls with babies. What? I was out. I was unconscious, so I don't know. I don't know. What did KJ say? KJ apparently he dipped. I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> Good luck. Um, no, he, <laughs> I, I, he got him. Like he pushed him away, and then another guy came, and the guy was like yelling, and then ran away. What the fuck? Yeah. So, and I don't know what he looks like. Really? Like don't by, by the time you like. got up, he was gone. Gone. What the fuck? So I don't know what he looks like. Don't know anything about him. And the KJ was just like, yo, that there was a black dude that just hit the fucking yeah, guy, dude. Good impression of KJ. <laughs> um, but but yeah, yeah, he and I don't know why. Like the, the I'm out there for hours, man. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. So like you don't like if when he described the guy, you weren't just like, oh yeah, he was sitting. No, no, I'm out there for hours. People are going back and forth. They're talking to me hours, and so there's only so much. Memory I can retain of every single person. Sure. So I don't. I don't fucking know the guy. Fuck. And so I went back to Red. I took a second, healed. Went right. Back to Redlands. Now I have rules for myself. Like I'm always gonna be out there with somebody. I have a cameraman. I'm gonna start bringing out there. Nice. Uh, I'm not gonna. I never hang out at a spot I perform. When I'm done performing, I'm fucking leaving. You're out. Yep. So I have rules now. That's good. That's fucking good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would go out there like alone anyway, dude. The world's crazy. Yeah, because I'm crazy. I feel that. I feel I, that. I think that's why I'm okay with the world being in chaos is because my entire life has been chaos. And it's like, oh, I live in this. Fucking Bane now. Yeah. I'm just like, I was born <laughs> I was in the born darkness. In the, molded by <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So I'm happy, man. It's good. That's awesome, dude. So we uh, we first met, uh, we were featuring for Anthony Davis over in like fucking san luis obispo or some shit it was like some random like orchid california orchid yeah there's some some hick town that i never heard of but they had like gas stations and stuff you know like they're (laughs) but um moving on up 
Yeah, but it was so weird because I, I don't remember. So it was like the host, and then there was some guy who did what, like five minutes or something. Yeah, he was open mic. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't remember if he was good or not. And then you went up and did like twenty, and then I was like, oh, dude, this guy's killing it. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like I'm a fucking like this is dope. I'm gonna go fucking murder this crowd. And then so like I get up like because like I see you get the light. I get up. I'm like, all right, fucking like take one last look at the set list, you know. And then fucking he's like, all right, we're gonna take like a fifteen minute break, and we're gonna. I was like, what the. Fuck. Yeah. I like looked at Anthony and he was like, I don't know. And I was like, what the fuck? And so then everybody like got up and I was like, what the fuck, dude? I've never seen an intermission before. I've never had in a comedy show. I was yeah. like, what the hell? It was It was like it was just you. I was like, it was just one guy and you're going to take a break. But I mean, then it was just me and Anthony. So I guess when are you going to take a break in the middle of my set? Like It worked out. It did. I had a good set. Anthony yeah. had a good set. It was fucking. But I, I was just like, what the hell? It was so weird. I don't think did I did I ever send you the podcast episode I did the ACMM I did about that that night? No. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. That was a landmark show for me. Why? Because it was the first time I felt like a comic. Okay. I was the first time I after this I I got that feeling again when I drove to Vegas. Mm-hmm. But there's a feeling that is hard to describe where you drive four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> you drive four and a half hours to the middle of nowhere. You're booked for a show. You're doing not five, ten minutes. You're doing 20 minutes. Right. Uh, it was my first time doing something like that. Um, you do well. You get paid a little bit. Right. And you hang out with comics. It was the first time I was like, oh, this is what comedians do. <laughs> I, had no, I, had, I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell. Dude, it was fucking crazy because, um, uh, like, so Anthony had this heckler who like showed up. Like, oh, the, the girl. She did she show up in the middle of my set? She showed up late. She showed she? up late. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she wasn't like heckling me, but she was like talking a little bit. But it didn't affect my set at all. But then like she started like heckling Anthony, and he fucking handled that shit. It, it was, was fucking so hilarious. Great. It, was it was so great. Fucking hilarious. And then at, so he like at one point he he like told her to shut the fuck up. But in the middle of a bit, it was fucking hilarious. After the show, when we we're all outside, her boyfriend like came up to him and was like. Dude, that was fucking awesome. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he gave, he slipped him like a twenty. Like, I was That's like, what great. the fuck? Yo, how did you meet Anthony Davis? Um, so it was like it was one of my first times doing like a booked show like a few years ago. Mm. He was headlining this show in Huntington Beach, Gallagher's, and like, so have you ever done Gallagher's? Dude, I, I have been stuck in the IE. Dog, you got to get out of there. I'm trying. Yeah, but uh, COVID, fucking COVID, and I got to get good. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, that's why I love Orange County because it doesn't fucking matter, dude. Yeah. People are like, Orange County is so close to L.A. where I could go down and I could work on new shit in Orange County, bomb in Orange County, do whatever the fuck in Orange County. Nobody's there to see it as opposed to people who like start in L.A. and they're like bombing with new shit in front of like bookers and shit. Yeah. And you're like, fuck that. Speaking of that, I mean, the mass exodus and the COVID. Like, Everybody's the, leaving. What is L.A. going to be is a comedy scene. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't. I mean. But what I don't what I don't like is that the people who are just like, yeah, good, Rogan's leaving, Vaughn's leaving, like more spots for us. Fuck no. you, you're not getting booked at the comedy yeah. store. Get the fuck out of here. You're gonna get booked just as many times as you did before. Yeah. There's no fuck. They're not gonna just be like, oh, you hang out here, you're gonna, <coughs> you're past now. Yeah. There's no fucking way. Um, but I don't know what what the hell it, that's gonna be. But but Orange County is so great because it's close enough to LA to where I'm when I am booked at the comedy store, when I'm booked at the improv, I'm like, all right, cool. It's a fucking thirty minute drive. I'm there. I come back and I could come do some more open mics in Orange County and, and fucking just who cares if I eat shit. Right. Um, so like come to Orange County, bro. It doesn't matter. But Gallagher's was this show, um, where there's a headliner who does like thirty minutes and then there's like fucking 
nine people like opening with like five minutes and it's always fucking packed bro i call it i call it comedy store beach like it's it's the it's it's in downtown hb where all those racist ass riots and shit were like they had to board up the windows and shit uh but this comedy show has been there every thursday since like the 80s like it's even on their like sign it's like alligator gallagher's pub Live, live music, right. comedy show every Thursday. I still got cocaine just lined up. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, crust in the bathroom, but it's always packed. the The worst show I ever did there was like twenty five people. Otherwise, it's usually like seventy. That's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Um, and so that's where I met him. And my like grandma was there. And so like after the show, I was outside like talking to my grandma. And he came out, uh, and I was just like, oh, like you were hilarious or whatever. And then he came over and started fucking with my grandma and shit. And we've just been friends ever since. What's it like? I know you're this is supposed to be reversed. I'm about to ask you a question. Yeah, okay, like, okay, yeah. But like, what's it like being a real comic? Like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? I mean, like, sometimes I feel like you, you watched The Sandlot uh, a long time ago. Yeah. Do you remember the the classic scene? Uh, you play ball like a girl. Like oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I feel like the Sandlot kids, where I'm just off, dirty, <laughs> and 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 with ripped up sneakers, just playing stickball, and it feels like everyone in LA and OC have nice jerseys. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know, man. It's just it. I've just been very like. I'm also like. I've just been good with fucking like. Um, fucking networking right talking to people is just like my thing it's just always been that way and so like just talking to anthony after the show and then we became friends and talking with people so i've just been also very fortunate with the people that i've been around do you know grant cotter no so he's this he's he's from orange county he's been doing comedy for like 10 years he he headlines the irvine improv he well back then it would be once a month uh and he was pretty much the guy that got me into comedy because I went and I, I would go to the, I always wanted to do comedy, dude. Right. Uh, so I went I would go to the Irvine Improv all the fucking time. And Cotter, like that. Grant Cotter, yeah, just like that. Um, oh goddamn. Yeah, um, and um, so he would like headline the Irvine Improv all the time, and then all the shows that I would go to, he would just get like guest spots. And so I saw this dude like three fucking times. So I started talking to him after the shows, and he's like, I was just like, how would I like get into comedy? He's like. Here, like, here's a list of open mics, all this stuff. And then we would talk back and forth. He'd give me advice, all this shit. And then he's like, he was like, look, like, continue to do this for two years, and then I'll let you open for me at the improv. No joke, six months later, I was opening for him at the improv. It was fucking crazy. Were you always, this is turning it, no, I'm not going to make this, because I'm No, it's all it good, dude. Okay. We could go longer than an hour. It's all good. Were you always funny? Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I talked about it on your little bonus episode, and I talked about it on the last episode of the podcast, but, like, I had to get funny since, like, Age That's nine. right, because your name is because of my name. Yeah, okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, kids would pick on that shit, so I pretty much had to like right. provide more entertainment than my name provided, and so like I would have to fuck around, tell jokes, all that stuff. So I think I'm in this headspace now where I think the reason I didn't want to go out there is for a lot of different reasons. But one of the reasons was I needed to learn how to be funny because the whole upbringing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I had like an artistic spark. Mm-hmm. But I was again put in the environment where it was not al- not only was it not allowed to grow, but it was squashed, and so now I have to like dig out all of the trauma and all the issues so right. I can find how to be funny. Like I don't know if you remember any of my material, my vibe. So I was just about to say this is this is my impression of you uh, when so you get up there and so 
we're going to talk about this in the, when we get to the beef portion, but I'm like notorious for not paying attention to people's sets. And so like I'll be in the room and I'll just be on my phone and like people have told come up and told me they're like, bro, like whenever I hear your laugh, I know that I have something really? because I'll just be on my phone, like just scrolling, catching through like it's like no time. Like I'll go from work to open mics. And so I'll just be on my phone catching up, messaging people back, all this shit. And then I'll just you'll just hear <laughs> 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 like in the back of the room. And yeah. they're like, oh, fuck, I have something here. And like every every once in a while, it'll just be like I'll just be like, fuck. And then like they'll take me out of my phone and I'll be like, oh, fuck, I got to watch this guy. Right. Now, when it's a show show like the one with Anthony, I'm not on my phone unless I'm like recording something of his because I'm like, oh, this could be funny. Right. Um, and um, so like my first impression of you, you, you were sitting on the stool and I was just like. Bro, this guy better be fucking funny if he's gonna sit on the fucking stool. Is that a thing? For me, it is, and huh. for other people that I know, it's like the same thing. Where like, like if you sit on the stool, like you're ultra comfortable, you better be fucking killer. Yeah. Like you fucking. Uh, otherwise, it's stand up comedy. Right. You know. Um. I don't like. I don't. It's not that I don't like when people sit on the stool, but I've seen too many people sit on the stool and then eat dick. Mm. And I'm like, you're too comfortable on stage for how funny you are. Is kind of like ha- my kind of view on it. But then you were fucking hilarious, and I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's get this guy could sit on the fucking stool. Oh, thank you, bro. Yeah, thank and, you. And then after the show, uh, we went and then we like smoked a bowl after or whatever. And like, I only smoke a bowl with people after the show because I don't smoke that often. So like, oh. I only smoke a bowl with people uh, where I'm just like, oh yeah, like this is someone that I like would need to network with or someone that I should know uh, oh. or I would want to know. And so then yeah, we smoked and then we've been in contact since. And um, yeah, I think you're very funny. Oh, thank you. And vice versa. I don't handle compliments well. Thank you. It's all good. It's um, all good. Yeah, I, I'm. It's it's. I feel like I've, I'm doing comedy backwards, in that I came from a theater background, okay. film and and improv. Okay. So I came. I come from this background of the goal is not to be funny. The goal is to connect on an emotional level. Okay. All right. And so now. I especially out on the street, I learned how to I really learned how to connect with people emotionally and just talking. Yeah, well when you're out there for hours that's that's different than like a, a, a fucking like a when I when I like when I booked at the comedy store, the longest set I've ever done there yeah. was ten. And so it's like I don't have time to fucking, fucking s- yeah, connect yeah. with people. I'm coming out there with fucking missiles of materials. And for me, I I I'm just I'm an angsty fucking Edgar Allan Poe kid and like <laughs> I, I now I, it's my whole thing is like I just stand up is like I, this is my time for you to fucking understand me please understand sure. me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so now I'm as a very recent and this is through a lot of helping uh, from KJ I'm learning how to finally turn that angstiness into jokes finally and right that's a big part of why I'm happier now. how long have you been doing stand up consistently about five years nice nice KJ's very funny. Yes, he, he is. He's so he like he's one of those guys where didn't he moved he moved here like like from Detroit. Yeah, from Detroit. And so like first time I saw him, he was like he wasn't like he didn't like blow me away. Then the second time I saw him, I was like, oh, this guy's got it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then it was one of those where after the show we would kind of like he'd be like, oh, you you coming with that weak shit tonight? And I'm like, well, you're here now, so I fucking can't, you know, like yeah. fucking. And then Evan, the guy who, like, so chapter one, Anchor Bar, KJ would always show up. Uh, and then when I would host that sometimes. Uh, and so, like, whenever he show up, I'm like, all right, I got to give this guy extra time. I want to see what he's fucking working with today. And it'd be like, he, like, he sets he sets a bar where I'm just like, all right, I got to bring this now. You know? And so, like, I, I respect that dude. Absolutely. He, he helped me, like, he's just helping me with technique. He's helping me mm-hmm. with, with understanding how to 
use my perspective humor humorously mm-hmm. um and it's just like i don't know when you when you have this idea of like i want to be a comedian and you've been thinking that since you were in like first second grade right and but nobody everyone's just fucking knocking you over it's like you're trying to build a house of cards and everybody's like ah fuck your house yeah, of cards yeah for real now that the house of cards is finally being built it's like this is real. This now, is really do, do people still tell you that you can't do it and stuff? No one's around me, so they can't. I feel that. Fuck yeah, dude. It's it's like oh, this. I I don't know if you saw the um, hashtag Aaron meets Chappelle. I have. Okay, that's something that is in my head. Like oh, that makes sense. Where I'm like oh, I want to. He's an inspiration to me. He's a big part of why I started doing street stand up. Right. I want to learn from him. Maybe, maybe this will get his attention. And then I just go do it. That's how I, my brain works. But what ends up happening, what's happened my whole life, is it would be, oh, I have this idea. Ah, oh, no, 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 fuck you. That's not going to work. <laughs> You're, that's stupid. And it's like, and, you know, you hear people say, well, you know, you just got to focus on yourself and ignore those, hate and ignore the haters. And it's like, yeah, but when you're a kid. Right. And you that's the only thing you're hearing is, oh, fuck you. That's right. stupid. You right. get to this place where you're like, I guess everything I think is stupid. Yeah, yeah. But, um... I, I luckily, like, even though there were those people yeah. uh, for me, I just didn't care because of everything I went through, like, as, like, a young kid, where right. I was just like, ah, what other people say doesn't matter. Even when it's, like, uh, like compliments or anything, I'm just like, eh, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, I'll take it, but I don't, like, take it to heart. Yeah, I'm learning how to do that. Yeah. Once yeah. you once you could get that, everything, dude, it just opens up. Yeah, my family did a number on me. Really? Really bad. Fuck, the last time I cried was because I got fired. So I got fired from Trader Joe's, and this was, this was, oh, yeah. Is that even, oh, it's better out, it's better with the window down. Really? Yeah. Oh, what the hell? Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking guy, we're baking in here. (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad. I'm sweating. I don't know. (laughs) That's why I was checking the AC. I was like, why the fuck, is it working? I was like, god damn. (laughs) Um, All right, I'm sorry, man. That is so much better. Uh, I got fired from Trader Joe's, and this was like, I had already been doing comedy for like a year and a half. Yeah. And so uh, I get a call from my grandpa, and he was like, I heard you got fucking fired, blah, blah, blah. You're a bum, like all this stuff. Like you really think all this this comedy stuff, blah, 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 it's not going to work out, blah, blah, blah. And he just started shitting on me, dude. And I was just like, I just had to like, I didn't say a word. I just sat there on the fucking phone. And then he like hung up on me. And I was just like, I just sat there. And I started crying because I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, yeah. And then like, I just like, I cried for like a minute. And I just kind of wiped my tears away. And I was like, he's wrong. Yeah. And then that was it. I I think for me it was internally the he's wrong is there, mm-hmm. but the f- this is the first time in my life of vocalizing no 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 all these people are wrong, I'm doing this mm-hmm. no matter what yeah. you get the fuck in my way you're gonna get knocked down it's simple as that, and it's finally working I'm not obviously I'm not fucking successful or anything and I I I need to learn how to navigate when the real world starts up again, mm-hmm. but. I'm building a fan base, made a special, um, if you can call it that. <laughs> uh, it's a whole thing. but We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know when you first got traction? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm feeling of like of you do you, for five years of just going in circles and people being like, why are you still doing this? And you're like, it'll pay off eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and you just keep doing it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, people are – People are messing. People want to be on my text list. Oh, people say they're fans. They're buying my merch. Mm-hmm. Like it's 
happening slowly, but it's happening. And it, and it makes this this dream feel less of a dream, and more of like a goal now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. But um, that's what sucked about this quarantine mm. happening because when it hit, I was fucking one week away from going up to Oregon and headlining uh, a couple shows. And Fuck. I was just like, for the first time, I was just like, I was so excited, bro. Like, this was booked out, like, in advance. I was like, looking forward to this shit. And then, like, it was just like, poof. And it's something that where it's it's going to be rescheduled with them because I know them. Yeah. And so I was just like, all right, cool. But, like, you know, so I'm not, like, tripping on it. But I was just like, how dope would it have been to, like, do those? And then quarantine hit. But, yeah. you know. Whatever this is works in mysterious ways. And what I have learned, like, I'll ask you too, what you've learned from from this is that, like, I was already, like, a hard worker. I'd do fucking four mics in a night. I'd go, I would do a show, and then I would hit mics before and after that show. It doesn't matter. I would fucking podcasting, all the shit. Just grind, 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 get better, get better, get better. And then now that this happened and I can't, like, I feel like, like stagnant, like water. Like, I can't, like, I'm not moving. I'm just stuck. And once everything comes back, like, I worked hard before this. <laughs> Nothing's like, bro, yeah. fucking pedal to the metal. Nothing. Because, like, we are in zero control. This could happen again. Atom bomb could accidentally go off, kill us all. Like, pedal to the fucking metal to get what I want. Same. I, well, a little different. I, that, that holding that, that still water mm -hmm. was necessary for me. I needed still water. And then it was like, okay. I know how to be still. I've learned this new lesson. Now I'm going to start up again. And then the street stand-up thing started up. So, like, I like to try to think outside the box. Try to do something that other people aren't doing. And right. I, don't, I don't think to my – I mean, I know street stand-up is not a new thing. Right. But I don't think anyone's doing it the way – you're the only person I know that's doing it. I know a lot of people in the scene. Yeah. The only person that I know doing it. And I was just like, oh, shit. So that it feels like, okay, if I'm doing something different and if people are talking shit, which we we didn't really get into that, did we? Not yet. Okay. When people are talking shit about it, then that People talk shit about it, huh? Apparently. Yeah. I'll, I'll explain. All right, all right, all right. Um, um, but if, if people don't like what I'm doing, if, they, if they're... Basically, if people are thinking about me, they're not thinking about them. So I must be doing something right. So I'm gonna just keep thinking about me. You're welcome to keep thinking about me, mm -hmm. and I'll continue to think about me until I am living off of this. And you can continue thinking about me while you work at Panera Bread. For real, that was uh, something that I had to. Let's just get into it. Uh, something that I had to realize that when people would be talking shit about me or ha trying to have beef with me, all this shit, it's that they're insecure with where they are in their journey uh, that we're all on. We're all on the same fucking journey, just taking different paths. Um, they're insecure in their spot, and I don't talk shit on other people. Like, like sometimes people just like send stuff and be like, ah, oh, fuck that guy, whatever. But there's no, like, I don't waste my time because I got so much of my own going on that I just don't care to talk yeah. shit on other people. When someone gets a big spot somewhere, congratulations, bro, like all this stuff. While other people are just like, why the fuck is that guy getting booked? And it's all, it's toxic, bro. It's fucking disgusting. I used to. I used, used to what? I used to not talk shit. Or you just be like, why is that guy getting booked instead of yeah, me? Yeah, it was like, it was a process where it was, I would look on Instagram and I would see all these people on their on little flyers. <laughs> and I, I know, it's silly now. But at the time, I would like, I'd be like, well, no one wants to put me on their flyer. <laughs> and so then I, I, I muted Instagram. I just stopped using it mm -hmm. in that way. Um, and then I felt a little better, and it's been baby steps from there. Um, I still have my group of friends. Like, you know, I don't know if you have this. I have a close group of friends where we talk shit because yes, it, yeah, you need you need you need it. You, you need, need it. to you talk some it. shit. 
but that vitriol that like genuine like when we it used to be like when we would talk shit in our little group we would be fucking around there was actual frustration in me mm-hmm. now when we talk shit it's like just, yeah, talking, just talking shit, shit. yeah just talking I, shit. I, I could give a fuck at the end yeah. of the day um and that feels really good but as far as people not liking me is that what we were yeah about? so uh, you just did a podcast with danny, danny frank <laughs> and he was talking about like he was talking about how like people's perception of you is like uh, very bad is like bad and like and th- the reason so i don't really listen to other people's podcasts but like i saw that and then you the reason i saw it is because you I, I watched your story and i don't even watch people's stories so like what happens is like i'll open up my phone and like where there's messages i'll watch those because those are usually just my homies mm. and then every once in a while it'll be just be like i'll watch the first couple at the top and then i'm just like this is dumb and because it'll just be stupid shit that i don't care about but i watched your story and you said something like thanks for letting me like air this out or something something like something along those lines and i was just like air what out so then i read the description and i was like all right let me like skip and try to find that one part and it was luckily it was right at the beginning yeah. <laughs> we got that yeah, out you, right out of the way and i was like thank god uh and fucking but i was just like i was stunned i was like who the fuck like doesn't like aaron and then he at one point he talked about he's like people feel like so you run the buddy system yeah and so he, he <laughs> felt he, he talked about how like he felt like you only gave spots to people within the buddy system or people that you fucked with and like how he felt like cheated out of out of out of spots or, or, or something along those lines and i was just like what the fuck that makes no sense because you've hit me up for spots you've hit me up like hey can you come do this and for some reason that one time i like accidentally double booked myself somehow and Shit i was happens. like yeah and i was just like fuck and then covid and so i was just like god damn but i was just like i was just like what the fuck and i didn't listen to the whole thing so i don't like if so if you want to i'll elaborate yeah please um from what i so i he talked about this uh as well at some point i did a podcast where i said i want to build a monopoly in the ie okay and no problem with that in my eyes same i thought so too um no problem with that that's my thought process as well and apparently some people don't know who, don't need to know who, don't care. Right. Uh, felt as though I was interpreted that as me saying, I don't want anyone else to succeed. I will knock everyone else down and only me and my friends will succeed. And <sighs> the irony of that is, is it, when I first started doing it, it was the opposite. It was like I had the, I was this bright eyed, bushy tails. Oh, come on, guys. We're all going to come on, guys. Yeah. I, I use the same analogy I'll, u- I'll use here. It, I was like, hey, Arnold. Harold, when I was a kid, dog. But I don't yeah. like. I don't. Couldn't tell you the second main character. Doesn't even. He's black. Um, <laughs> he's my bad. Black my bad. Dude. My bad. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but basically, I had this very like. Come on, guys. We we'll all work together. Right. And it was too much. Like trying to hold up an entire community mm-hmm. is too much. And you're trying to deal with comics. It's just too much. So now I'm just. Now, ironically, I don't, I don't want to push anyone down. I, I want you all to succeed. But now I really am focusing on me and my fucking friends. Right, right. That's it. Now, I will say this. I think the IE is trash. Yeah. Like, the quality of comics that I've seen out of there, I, w- I wouldn't even call them comics. Like, I, I don't, I hate talking shit, but, like, this is just purely observation. Oh, I'll speak on this when you're done. Okay. All uh, right. <laughs> like, it's just been any time I've been on a show, and they're like, this guy's from the IE, that person just sucked. So, like, the only people that I've seen, like, and of course, I've n- I haven't met everybody out of the IE, so there's probably people that I'm not going to mention that I don't know that are funny. Um, you, and I'm pretty sure Ernesto mm. uh, comes out of IE. That dude's funny as fuck. Um, and then... That's it. Like, that's that's all I know. So my feelings of it are 
when we so when we first started, my intention, my thought process was, I know I'm trying to get it up. Yeah, it's a fly. Um, have you seen Breaking Bad? No, not one episode. Okay, never mind. No spoilers. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, um, fuck. What was I saying? Uh, uh, Something I. about the IE. Oh, when we first started, everybody's garbage. There, w- <laughs> <laughs> when we first started, there was already comics around. They were doing it longer than me. Mm-hmm. So my thought process was, oh, everyone's gonna work as hard as me, and we'll all become better over time. That's what I thought. I know. Yeah, right. That's what I thought. Very young thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very naive. And so, but what ended up happening was, as it always is, people drop out. People disappear. Just disappear. Mm-hmm. Then new people come in. Mm-hmm. And then people drop out and they disappear. Then new people come in. Yeah. But it's not like L.A. where there's an established thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, oh, you've been doing it for about a year and a half. And then you drop out. And then it's a new person. Oh, now you've been doing it for two months. So we got to start from the beginning with you. Right. So it's it's this. And by the way, I'm including myself in the suck. Um, I know. Thank you again for the compliment about sure. my show. But like. I'm not I know I am not where I need to be. Sure. And. It's it's like I. I wish if I think if everybody in the community would work hard Focus on getting good at the craft. Stop trying to advertise yourself right now. Stop right. trying to sell merch right now. Stop trying to d- start writing. Write every day. Get better. Try, yeah, get better. This is mm-hmm. an this is a meritocracy. This is a pure. It's like it's like rap and in martial arts. Stand up comedy, rap, martial arts, meritocracy. You are good or you are fucking not good. Fuck. Now, um, I I don't want to like like. Bro, that guy is fucking <laughs> trash, bro. He doesn't like me. I don't. We we have mutual. Uh, he follows me, but I never followed him back. Yeah. Like I mutual. I I'm pretty sure he knows that I don't like him. But uh, actually, I know he does. Okay, hold on. Okay. We're, we, so I, I whispered it to you. So people, if you want to know who it is, you can message me. Uh, but dude, I'll, I'll speak on it when you're done. As well. All right. So I did a show with this guy. It was the fr- this was the the first time I ever met Nick Romero. Okay. Uh, and so we were doing like his show in like Redondo Beach, and this guy was on there. And now I had for some I was like, "Fuck, I've seen this guy before." And like, so he had driven all the way from Riverside to do this garbage ass open mic that's like down the street from my house. It's the only reason why I was there. It was, but it's so bad. It's yeah. so like, and it's so like I didn't really think like we all sucked ass. We all bombed. Like who cares, bro? This guy. It was like 15 minutes. And he ate shit for 15 straight minutes. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like, "Holy shit!" And not the oh, you can tell they're good. And they're having an off night. No. Yeah, no, yeah. like, like the things he was saying, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, and then, like, like not to be like shit on anybody, but like, it's one of those where it's just like, "What?" Yeah. And then, a couple times. So then, I uh, fast forward like some other times, and uh, like seeing him multiple times again, and it's just like he's just not getting better. And I'm just like, "What the hell?" And then someone like they were like, "Hey, do you know this guy?" So this guy who books uh, at the at the Improv, I was kicking it with him. He's like, "Do you know this guy?" And he shows me this email. Uh, and from from this guy, uh, and I was like, "Do not fucking put that guy on the improv." Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and so then he like we ran into each other somewhere. I don't remember where we were, but he was just like, "Hey, Galen," type of thing. And I was just like, "Hey, man," like like trying to like like please don't talk to me, man. Like I like don't like I don't want to be like like I don't want to make uh, this weird. Uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to make this weird. Uh, but it's like I could tell at that moment that he knew that I didn't like him. Uh, My feelings are. I, d- I actually don't dislike him. Really? I don't. I think that 
he I I've I've grown to have this weird soft spot for guys like that because I think in many ways I was a guy like that. In that, okay. In that insecurities and lot, clearly a lot of issues going on. You know what I mean? Right. Well, hold on. Um, I just came off like as a giant dick. I don't not like the guy oh, because yeah, he's yeah. bad. I don't like the guy because when I, I roast battled Anthony Davis at the comedy store. Yeah. And Anthony had posted something where, where oh, we're going to have this good battle, like whatever, just picture me and him. And this guy commented on the Facebook post like, oh, you're going to destroy fucking uh, Galen. I was like, who the fuck are you, dude? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that's why I don't like the guy. It's I, not because he's not funny. No, I. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's just that as well. It, yeah. Um, no, I. I'll tell you my negatives as well. I'm just okay. starting off right, my, right, my, right. my positives. Um, it, it's that there's just clearly a lot of insecurities, and mm -hmm. we all have insecurities. It's kind of part of being a comic, but you got to right. tackle that shit eventually. Right. I think the reason why he's not improving is because he's not being honest with himself, and sometimes it's hard to be honest with yourself. I. Right. I lie to myself all the time. Oh, <laughs> I, I say I'm great even when I'm not sometimes. But at some point, you got to say to yourself, fuck, this isn't working. Right. And so I think a big part of that is insecurities. That being said, the negative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the good part. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the funner <laughs> part is that, like, I, I don't know what to say other than, like, you're going to have to man the fuck up. Man. Right. Like, you're going to have to man the fuck up. You're going to have to stop being a sensitive you're gonna have to um, be on. Take a mushroom trip. Go out to the <laughs> woods. Do something because be, because there is something. It's like he is strange enough to where if I think he was able to unlock that strangeness and be able to articulate it mm -hmm. to people, it would be interesting. There's a lot of guys. The okay. The I E. It's oh, it's frustrating. Okay. All right. Okay. It's so frustrating because I I understand we all suck. Mm -hmm. I understand we do because we haven't had enough time and we're still working at it and all this stuff. I, th I think that the, I see so much goddamn potential in all of them, mm -hmm. all of them. And that's what the guys that you would, most people would be like, he will never, ever make it. I see this like, no, he's weird. He's weird. Right. And he has a unique perspective. And if just, if you can unlock the way to do it, it would be so good. That's why I've 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 been wait not wasting my time, but that's why I put so much energy into the eye because I, I feel like this guy. A, I've been wasting. Your I'm not good. that. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the anger coming out, but that's the frustration right. of the past years. But it's like the, the the unique perspective. Sometimes when I go out to L.A., I'm there's this homogenized like, oh, you're a cookie cutter. There's this cookie cutterness that I've experienced. Where, How so? Like, man, th there is this hustler vibe. Okay. There, recess. Remember recess? Dog, you're just dropping all this. Yeah, I, shit I on watched. Me. I didn't have friends. <laughs> I just watched yeah. cartoons. Um, but the, there's this like, you're performing not to become a good comic. You want to be an actor or a writer yeah. or a okay. model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and I see that. I see that. That was a very LA thing. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing. Fuck it. Do do what you need to do. Sorry, I don't know who that is. Um, yeah. it's like do what you need to do, hustle. I no no shame on the game or whatever the fuck kid, the kids <laughs> are saying. Um, but but there's something disingenuine about it, mm -hmm. and it's not going to have longevity in the craft of stand up. It might make, get you to modeling, sure. If that works, awesome. Right. But within the craft of stand up, that type of person doesn't succeed in the long run. In the craft of stand up, if these if all of my if all of the IE comics 
continued to grow and get better, they would all be good because they're unique. They're mm-hmm. different people, man. Like the buddy cast. Did you? I don't think you've ever heard of the buddy cast. No. It's uh, it was a thing we started doing when COVID wasn't around, where we just got IE comics and we just g- let people get to know them as people, and they're all unique and different, and mm-hmm. and it's like it's frustrating because they just if everybody just put the fucking work in stop being lazy don't right. don't fucking tell me you can't write you don't have time to write you don't do shit you don't right. do shit when 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 covid happened in the beginning granted now it's been so long that i can't say the same thing right but in the beginning i was like if everyone doesn't come out of this in shape with some new material what the fuck did you do I was the opposite. Really? So, towards the very beginning of uh, quarantine, I had Mark Norman on the podcast. What? Yeah. That's and crazy. um And I talked to him about about this, and he was like, "Dude, I haven't made, I haven't been able to write shit." And I was yeah. just like, "It was so." And this is so a lot of people listen to that podcast, and so this is uh, the everybody hit me up saying the same fucking thing is that when he said that. So this is a this is Mark fucking Norman, dude, yeah. and he says that I haven't been able to write, and I was just like, "Me fucking." neither and it felt good to admit it and all these people flooded my dms they were like me neither me neither me neither and it, and he explained it as like we write about like what's going on we write about uh like family like all this stuff and right now all we could think about because it was the very beginning all we could think about is fucking coronavirus this coronavirus that quarantine this like yeah. there's like nothing there's new nothing new like yeah. there's nothing it, this is all it was and so like i haven't i now that uh as of like two months ago, I've been finally able to write and write sketches and write and like get on stage and like try new shit. Like it's like the old days just without as many times on stage. But in the beginning, I couldn't do shit. That's I agree. And that's where my men- like, now that time's gone by and I look back. Right. That was my momentum going. I, sh- I needed to chill out. Chill out. Yeah. And I did. And I still stand by the needing to work. But during that time, I think I give reprieve for anybody going through whatever they were going. Through. Yeah. But now that it's like we're like now that stuff's happening again, sports are back. Like you should be able to be to write. Yeah, there are things sh- happening. Th- things are happening. You should be able to be writing some yes. shit. And so like now, if you come out, like people are like, oh, I have a new twenty. Fuck you! No, you don't. You don't have a new fucking twenty. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. You might have a new five, and of that five, maybe three of it's good. But because there nobody's on stage. Like I on the oh, this will be out before then. Unplug this. Uh, Sacramento. I'm uh, doing an underground show God on the twenty ninth. So jealous of you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. I didn't want to say it, but like, t- come on <laughs> out. DM me. I'll give you the details. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm bringing Dom. I uh, so we're, we're gonna have a good old time coming out. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, like that's the first like show yeah. that I'm gonna be doing since fucking quarantine started, and it's like. It's gonna it's gonna be weird because it's like, first of all, the longest I've been on stage since uh, it's happened, and it's only been fucking. I've only been on stage. Um, three times since quarantine Jesus, started. Yeah. yeah, like and so like and now I'm gonna be up there doing like fifteen twenty. It's like uh, this is gonna probably suck. Yeah. <laughs> like this is gonna suck. I it makes me wonder how street stand-up's gonna affect me. How so? Because. I'm out there for hours. I feel an an, an immense comfort performing now. Mm -hmm. Um, I've lost all shame. (laughs) I I'm good, Um, but I don't. uh, Will that translate to stage in the same way? Probably not. But it could also help you, like 
I think you I could def I think you could definitely benefit. Yeah, I'm uh, still like yeah. it's I don't think it's gonna be anything negative, but I just feel like maybe your like punch to punch ratio might go down until you could get it back up. Yeah. It's something that like you're not gonna know until you get on stage. But I mean that's kinda of, that's been, been doing it for so long that you're yeah, gonna I'm figure doing. it out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, ah, oh, I guess I'm a street guy now. <laughs> that's what I do. It's not gonna happen. Um yeah, fuck. We're, there was another. Oh, we were talking about uh, people's perception of you and how people uh, talk shit on you. They, uh, I guess, I, I've always had this personality where people have always felt comfortable saying very mean things to me. Why? I'm still trying to figure <laughs> that out. I'm still trying. To, I know. I'm That's still like asking what the meaning of life is. <laughs> I'm trying to learn and understand myself and all. That. I'm trying to put my money where my mouth is. If I'm gonna tell that person, yo, what the fuck. Dude, I swear to God, the weirdest shit always happens when you're recording the podcast. This UPS person just pulled up and is starting to put packages in the trunk of this fucking car in this park that we're at. I think body parts. I think she's like, that's her homie, and she's just like, hey, this is probably some good shit. Like, <laughs> like, meet me at this park, and you yeah, can. Here's a toaster oven. She's gonna mark that shit as missing or something. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> all right, sorry. Back to what you're saying. Um, people have always felt very comfortable with oh uh, putting my money where my mouth is if i'm going to tell the guy we were talking about if i'm going to tell him like you need to be honest with yourself right i should also be honest with myself sure so i know that i'm the constant i'm doing something that is i won't say upsetting but that is um engaging i <laughs> guess the only thing that i could think of where people would like think of you in like a negative light is because you you book a show at the ontario improv and so i'm sure a lot of people hit you up to be on that and so like if somebody doesn't get a spot they'd be like oh fuck that guy they for, i was getting hate i was hatred bef way before that really w the first mic first mic ever oh you, you're people talking shit on a first time micer i almost got my ass kicked what all right you ready yeah let's go once upon a time many years ago <laughs> i um I, I had a connection with uh, one of the managers of the hideaway and hey Dave hope you're doing well and he I was like hey man can I do a mic can I make an open mic he's like yeah okay that was it was yeah oh so you're talking first first mic very, you started very first, first mic I started yep. okay I thought you were talking your very first time on stage open mic and I was oh, like no. yo someone <laughs> talking shit on a first time of who the fuck no 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 <laughs> but but he so he was like yeah man go for it okay I said okay um so he he said. Uh, I think it was like seven o'clock on Tuesday, but the music open mic had already been going on and it had already been being run or whatever. And there was no communication. So Dave was just like, yeah, man, you, you have it now. And so I, what the I went there, I set up stuff. I got there early. I was like, all right, this is a comedy show now. And I booked a, a headliner sure. and uh, did a whole thing. And the whole time, while the show's going on, I'm in the DJ booth trying to make everything run. Right. And people are screaming at me. They're like, what the fuck is this, bro? This is a music thing. I play guitar. What the fuck are you doing? And everybody. And then there's this. <laughs> oh, fuck, I dude. Mean, do you know. Um, oh, Jesus. It's going to be obvious. Uh, do, you know, do you know Fudge, Marcus Fudginson? No. Okay. So he was a bouncer there. Big motherfucker. Like, like he looks like. LeBron's little brother. Okay. Like, huge. He played basketball. He played in China. And he's what a the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. And very funny. <laughs> Frustratingly funny guy. Um, Actually, he's very, very charming. But he, he showed up, and he was like, I want to go on stage. And I was, by the way, I'm 6'2". I'm looking up at a mountain of a okay, human being. Okay. And 
and he was he was like, you know, I want to get on stage, and it was I was like, I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do that. Like because the headliner at the time was gone. Stay. It was like. It was, it was like, like the end of it. It was the end of it. It was my first time doing it. I, I was being screamed at all night. I, it was crazy. And I go out. I go out. I, I pack up all the stuff. I'm out there with my ex-girlfriend. Nice. Her sister. Nice. Then two other friends who let, we'll put it this way, they are not ever going to be able to be in a fight. <laughs> okay. But it's okay. just, no. They were guys? They were, yeah. Kind of. They, they were almost guys. They were, they <laughs> had uh, penis. <laughs> they had peni. <laughs> no, they're. I love those guys. They're not fighters. Okay. And so I, we come out, and it's it's him, and he has, he has like two what I describe as goons, the bouncer guy. Yeah, the bouncer has goons. Like <laughs> oh, these mother. It was like it was like you remember uh, Mike Tyson punch out. Yeah, the video game. Yeah, yeah. It was like having like Mike Tyson is there, but then the the guys in the first three first levels are also there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Who they? He didn't need them. He, he on his own. Honestly, those one of those guys, I would have been like, this is concerning. Yeah. So, you know, it it, it was it, he he was very upset with me because, and this is, and I'm trying to be fair about this. Sure. He had only he never seen me do comedy. He didn't know that I had come from a comedy background. He had only seen me do street street performing. I was playing music at the time. Um, and so he had only seen me doing music. You know when you see somebody who says they're a comic and they're not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how irritating that is? I mean, I just got used to it. I just, I'm just like, I'm not going to be the guy to say something. Right. Imagine being huge and you can say something. <laughs> okay, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, if you were talking, if someone was like, yeah, you know, I'm a comic, so how long have you been doing it? Ah, you know, just do whatever I, you know, I need to. Or whatever. Uh, yeah, if that's you, the worst. Yeah. If you are a big, strong guy and you have the opportunity and you're angry and you have the opportunity to be like hey shut the fuck up i mean that actually i've never been in a fight but the thing is i still say whatever the fuck i want to people and like it's one of those we're just like did he really just say that and then they're like well here we are do we gotta fight him and then they're like i don't think we should like it's one of those we're like i don't care yeah i'll call you out on anything and if i get beat up fuck it understandable it's not fun, just so you know. Whenever it happens. When, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to it. When you wake up yeah. dazed, <laughs> when you wake up with Tweety Birds around your fucking head, it's not when your mouth's sore and you don't know why. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, but if that's how death is, not bad, though. If death is, like, shot in the back of the head. Like, every now and again, it freaks me out. Like, what if you had a gun? What if that was a gun and not a fist? Right, right. Black immediately. It's weird. Um, but but he, we're, me and him are fine. Um, like later on, he was like, Hey, I'm sorry for yelling. And <laughs> it, it's, he's like a big, it's, it's so funny. Cause he's like, Yours, my bad, my bad, my bad, man. I was mad. And it was like, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. Um, and I haven't seen him in a long time. Actually. I hope he's doing well, but that was the first mic and it hasn't gotten easier since. So people have always had issue with me always in college, high school, middle school, Fuck. elementary school. My entire life has been, like, a lot of people just very vocally being like, hey, fuck you. What the? F- That's so weird. Yeah. But uh, another thing that uh, you guys talked about is that somebody, like, I guess people had problems with you, like, walking out on your set. They thought, like, you were doing it on oh, purpose or something. And No, I was running an open mic, and I try to run the mics as, I don't you think you have, have you ever done any of our shows? No, I've never done a mic out in IE. Okay. 
If you come to a buddy system, Mike, I think you'll be very impressed. Okay. Because, again, I come from theater and, and film and improv. So it's, I understand, you know, staging. You put the, you got to get lights. You got to, for real. You got to make the music go in and out, fading it properly. We got to do, the, like, I set it up as a show. Mike or not, it's presented as a show. Right. And because of that, the quality of it goes up. Um, I actually think that's why that the IE comics can be seen as weaker is because they're in LA, like, just fuck, go. Yeah, go up, do whatever. Go, I've done laundromat shows yeah. in LA. There's no lighting. You're just up there with a mic. But in the IE, at least under Buddy System shows, we try to make quality shows. So we're creating a perfect environment, which is good. It has its uh, pros and cons. Right. And the cons being that it's, it makes you softer as a comic. You're used to you're used to people giving a shit about the right. production. Um, but but regardless, uh, fuck, well, music, well, people walking out on you. Oh yeah, I saw. So I, I so I would bark. I would go out and bark to bring in audience members. So what I was probably doing was going out to bark to bring in audience members, working with George on flyers, working with Will on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm doing things. I the I'm I'm not. And it is, I don't mean this in a mean way. I, I'm not worried about you. Do go do your show. Do your thing. Per, do your thing. Yeah, man. I made this for you to go perform. Go perform. Yeah. I don't know why I need to see. I don't know why anyone needs me to be there to watch. That yeah, that's the thing with the like. It made me feel like they are soft when I heard that because I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like who the fuck cares? Because in Orange County, like we have this mic. Have you ever done the harp in? No. Dude, so it's this mic where it's every Tuesday where it was every Tuesday and it's shit. Like it's it's garbage because. The outside patio is like the hangout. So everybody's out there smoking, drinking, all this stuff. I yeah. And y everybody, so like, and then you know, when it's your turn to perform, you go in, uh, and then there's maybe like three people in there. So it sucks. Cause and then if everybody just came in, it would be better. But we just don't do that, and no one cares. You just know going into it, it's gonna suck. And then you just do your thing, and then you go back out and party again. It's it's but it's like in the IE they don't view it that way, and I think that's a big part of that's on me, mm. because. Again, theater background. I in my I always treated it like fucking opera. Like we like I would tell comics like guys, come in, come inside. Like if you sit, the Worthingtons is a good example. I don't know. So at the Worthingtons, Mike, there was this big glass window. So when people walk by on the street, they can see inside. Shows happening. I would try to explain to the comics like if you all sit in on the show in the very beginning. The uh, people will see and be like, "Oh, a thing's happening." What happen. is that? Yeah. yeah, and then they'll come in. Then, if one and this is me trying to over control the community, mm. I would try to be like, "Okay, one person comes in, one comic comes out. One person comes in, one comic comes out. Two people come in, two comics come out. Then you guys can go hang out outside, do whatever the fuck you want. But we can get an audience this way. Right. The problem, yeah, the problem, Makes sense. It, yeah, yeah." Makes sense okay. to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, God damn well, it. See, some people, so like I produce shows yeah. and stuff. And so like I get what you're, I get your thinking where other people just be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. And it's, it's like, you, you just can't, you can't wrangle comics like that. No. You just can't. No. And so it was, you know, quarantine, avatar being Zen <laughs> and realizing, realizing like, oh, okay, I'm just, Kevin Hart, me versus me. Mm -hmm. Me versus me. Okay, fine. Fair enough. I'm not going to tell you what to do. not going to try to control you. not going to bother you. I'm going to let everybody do their thing, and I wish you the best. That mm -hmm. I, I Clearly, I need to keep reiterating that because something about me comes off like a complete douchebag. But I wish everyone the best. I, I, I hope you all – I hope everyone succeeds. 
but I'm. It is not my problem. Right. It's not my problem if you don't. It's not my problem if there's no audience. It's not my problem if your set was bad. It's not mm-hmm. my. Pro- None of that shit's my problem. I'm focused on me now. A hundred percent. So yeah. But um. So the re- so, uh. Back when I was four months in, and this is when I kind of like offended, like the Ooh, scene, okay, uh, like in a in a weird way. So I'm you're four months in, you don't really know you, this shit that you learn as you go on. You pick stuff up, and I learned a lot from this. Uh, so I was like, I didn't have 20 minutes of material at this time. I was fucking four months in, bro. Yeah. Uh, this guy posts in Norwich Com- County uh, comedy scene, Willis Turner. Do you know Willis Turner? Mm-mm. Very funny guy. Uh, and he used to open for like Cat Williams and shit. Yeah. Uh, so he posts in the Orange County comedy scene. He's like, hey, I'm headlining the show in San Diego. Uh, I forgot that I need to bring a feature. Is anybody available like in an hour? And so I was just like, sure. And then so he's like, oh, it's like he messaged me. It's like 20 minutes, blah, blah, blah. We get there. And... I was just expecting some ranking thing. I didn't know what the fucking thing. I was four months in. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, and then this is also this is the first show that I ever got paid. Uh, and dude, it was fucking packed. There was like 120 people there. I was like, holy shit! And like my homies came with me or whatever. Uh, my homies came with me and Dom, the guy that's this. So this is this is crazy. This is the first time, like this is the second time I ever hung out with Dom. And so like we've been homies ever since. We go on the road together, all this shit. And so like this is the night that like cemented our friendship. And it's fucking weird. Uh, dude, I go up there, so he's like, oh, like, it's a 20-minute set, all this stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, maybe I have, like, 13 minutes of material, and he was like, and I was like, maybe, and he was like, and he was like, totally cool with it, he was like, that's fine, he's like, if anything, I like you more now, because I'll just fill that fucking time with my own time, like, fuck it, like, I love that, and I was just like, all right, sweet, I go up there, I film my set, crushed, everything fucking hit, and I was just riffing all this shit, like, fucking, it was like, the most incredible fucking feeling ever, it was the first time I ever, like, killed, Mm. fucking insane, dude, so I filmed that whole set. I ended up doing like 22 minutes. I filmed that and I put that set on YouTube. And before that, so he was like, he told me he's like, if the producer, this producer Heather, she, this is um, this show in Oceanside, and it's so like it's something, it's the the Privateer. Have you ever heard of that show? Mm-mm. They do it every Tuesday, and there's never less than 100 people. It's fucking like I don't know. Like my hats off to her as a producer. Like how the f- like it's insane. It's just insane. Uh, and. Uh, so he t- he was like, she's gonna ask you like how long you've been doing comedy. Like, tell her that you've been doing it for like a few years. And so after she didn't ask before the show, but we were outside hanging out after, and she asked after. She was like, oh, like she's like great set. Like by the way, like how long you've been doing comedy? And I look at him, and I was just like, and I look back at her, and I was like, guess how long I've been doing comedy? And she goes like four or five years. And I was like four months. And she was like, what the literal fuck? Like all this blah blah. blah. It was like th- one of the best feelings. Uh, I post that full set on YouTube. And I didn't know that, you know, you, who like, it's like, who, so like the whole scene started making fun of me. You're like, oh, like th- you posted a special, like you're four months in, blah, blah, blah you yeah. fucking chomp, like all this stuff. But the thing is, it was like regular people loved it. Yeah. The regular people were just like, dude, you're so funny. This is so awesome. I gained followers from it, all this shit. And all the comics were like, you're a bum. You can't do this, all this stuff. You can't post material. You just posted all your material, you fucking idiot, like all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But it was also... I learned that they were also kind of jealous of the opportunity that I had and like the things that they were saying and I was like but it was funny and they'd be like no you're not funny it was a hot crowd I'm like what do you mean like that's like the, the dumbest fucking thing and then I ended up taking it down because uh, also I mean I did put all my fucking material there I took it down but not before you know a couple thousand people saw it I think that's a thing recently I've learned about that that like it's weird because you're in the comedy community. So mm-hmm. you're hanging out with these people. Yeah. And you th- and you, it feels like, oh, these are the opinions that matter the most. Right. 
then you realize like, well, these motherfuckers aren't paying to come see me. It's the right. It, so it kind of doesn't. It matters in the sense that I think when when you have someone you're like Anthony. Anthony, if Anthony was like that, sucked. Right. You're right. gonna take that to heart because this is a personal th- like right. you, you know. But Joe fucking blow uh, at the at the other open mic. Right. Does it that doesn't matter. Right. It's what matters is did the audience, did your fans like it, did did comedians you respect like it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, that was. So like since then, I'll post like a clip here and clip there, but I never posted like a full set. And that, now that I look back, I've never seen anybody like just post a full set, right. uh, even like the the top people. But I mean, have you ever had like an instance where like a bunch of people were like, "What are you doing?" Everything. Everything. Uh, the yeah, every literally. Okay, I don't know where you want me to start. I'm go for it, bro. Um, like with the like the with the buddy system, my like I don't know much about it, but my interpretation of it is that you just wanted to provide a bunch of stage time for people to get better, including people that you know. But it's like I don't get how people could just talk shit on that. Like it's everything. Fuck. Everything. <laughs> I like. Uh, I made made two music. I made two two musics. Um, I made two EPs during okay. quarantine. Um, again, I always hear this through the grapevine. Nobody ever tells me this directly, but apparently there was like, there was a uh, response of, "Why the fuck is he doing that?" And I was like, "Cause I like music. I like right. music." Um, or the the buddy system uh, trying to. Oh, uh, we had. <laughs> this will be a fun one. Okay. Okay. So, we had shows, I think six nights a week. And. Fuck, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. What we, the hell? Yeah, we had open mic Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe every other Friday. Then we had booked two book shows monthly on Saturdays and Fridays. And and these open mics are all at different venues? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fucking crazy. We're just trying to make a monopoly. For real? Yeah. For real. And there were, I won't say their names, because I don't, partly because I don't remember. Sure. And partly because it's not necessary, but... Um, they were mad that uh, someone put a post up saying something like, oh, just what we, because we had made another show. Mm -hmm. It's like, just what we need, another open mic in the IE. Why don't you guys make shows or something so Uh comics can make money? And it was like, none of us are good enough. To like, yeah, to get paid for this. Yeah. Like, we, we're at a place now where, as producers, we deserve money. And we're, right, right, you know, of course. And I mean, we you need guys to are busting your ass. Yeah, and we have a bank account, and it's a business, and we're trying to build up that way. We want to be able to pay comics, but you got to give us some time. Mm-hmm. And so they were mad because they felt like open mics are where people go to play comedian. And my philosophy is, no, open mics are where people go to become comedians. 100%. And so things like that, see, like, where I, I that was my vision was, all right, we're going to have a, pl- a comedy oasis, it's away from L.A., it's away from the O.C., it's away from San Diego. It's his own little island where you have a place to perform every single night. You are going to be at quality shows. If you continue to get better, eventually, we, we got to the improv, we'll book you there if you're good. Mm-hmm. It's going to build from there. But people didn't see the vision, I guess, or didn't like it or whatever. And it continued my whole life. I College. College. I, I would set up an improv team. And, and what... what it was like people shitted on it. People hated it. People, the faculty fucking hated it. They would they would do everything in the their faculty? power. Faculty? Yeah, they couldn't stand me. They Jesus they, they would do everything Christ. everything in their power to make it as inconvenient for us. They had these play. Oh, I'm gonna talk some shit about Cal State Ooh, San Marcos. Let's go. They they had these plays, 
the theater program was not good. It needed to be improved. And they would have these plays where there was no set. They didn't build anything. It would be we'd be in regular clothes. Uh, they would have two black boxes, and it's like just suspend your disbelief. That what? was how they treated it. And then we, I was like, all right, well, let's make an improv team. This is what I know how to do. We can bring in an audience this way. Also, the people that would come to those shows were family and fucking friends and people that needed credit. <laughs> That's what it was about. Right. And but the improv shows, people, they, they, some of the faculty, let me be, I'm trying to be calmer about sure. this. Sure. No, you could get angry. Not everybody. Some of the faculty would do things like, well, we're having a show, so you guys need to be quiet. You can't you can't do your show right now, or you have to wait until you have to change your time of your show because we're doing a we're doing a real we're doing theater, fuck in the other room. Can you guys stop with your silly games or whatever? And th- my entire life, I'll tell you another story. When I was in high school, uh, early high school, maybe middle school, early high school, I didn't have money, and so I was like, I need to find ways to make money. Sure. So I walked to this. Uh, park with uh baseball fields and stuff and i had this big wagon and i brought an old school 80s uh <laughs> um boom box and i would drag it up to the hill uh, i would drag it up the hill all the way to the the park and i would get people to pay me to either change the channel or turn <laughs> the volume down because it was annoying them and that's how i made a little bit of money so much shit because like it's high school, so people are seeing me with a, a wagon walking up this hill. They're like, what the fuck is this maniac doing? Right. So, no support there. Like, what's the, okay, what's the weird, is that the weirdest way you've made money in your life? Um, I was a bouncer at a strip club. That's not weird, that's a job. I mean, like, uh, what's like, like, for example, like, the weirdest, like, this just made me remember this, dude. It was my sophomore year. The weirdest way I've ever made, like, 60 bucks was there was this guy on on my cross country team and there was this gay kid who was like obsessed with this fucking kid right yeah this kid left his phone at my house and he like he didn't have a passcode on it and this gay kid was like blowing up his phone and so i pretended to be my homie and i was like messaged him, was like bro like you give me money like i'll send you like a dick pic or whatever and the guy was like <gasps> like no way like no fucking way like all this shit uh and he um and so he was like, how much? I was like, 60 bucks. Which to like, as a, like a, a 13-year-old kid, you're like, that's a, that's a shitload of money. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of donuts you could buy. Yeah. He and was also 13? The kid was, yeah, he was like our age. Oh, uh, then uh, that's still a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, he was all of his birthday money. Uh, and so he was like, I'll, I'll get it to you, like, I'll meet, like meet you at the school. And here's the thing. So I Googled, I was just like, I just Googled dick. <laughs> I just picked some random white dick and it like it was gross. It was like some heroin looking motherfucking dick. And I sent it to the guy and he was like, Holy shit, like this is the greatest day ever. And so like my homie left his phone at my house when he went to summer school at Modern Day. Now yeah. at Modern Day they're like like balling. So like they have these iPads. So he logged into his iMessage on his iPad and so he was seeing this go down live and he was texting me, he's like, Bro, that's fucking awesome, like like all this stuff and so we meet up the guy with the guy, the guy meets us at school, gives us the cash, and this is the next day. So this guy had already gotten the dick pic. Yeah. And so like so he really walks up the guy, my homie's like like, hey, what's up? He gets to see my penis, like all this stuff, whatever. We get the money and then we split it 30 30. And I use that money to buy uh, one of the jackets that's in my trunk. That's <laughs> the weirdest way I've ever made money. That's some fu- that you win. Yeah, really? You win. Uh, I don't believe I've ever sent fake dick pics to 13 year olds to get $60. I was also 13. I know. I was also 13. Oh, I just really? want to make it sound as bad as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Technic- is that t- so? No, because you used an adult dick to send to him. 
So he didn't even understand that I was clearly an adult dick. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, it was a full-blown dick. <laughs> it was so that's, funny. That's crazy. It was so funny. That's funny. Um, where does Wyatt make money? Um, that's probably the, one of the weirder ways. Get having people pay you to turn it off? Yeah, essentially. I, I just... That's smart. Yeah, I mean, I just... Oh, I needed to... D- it was like you needed to give me something productive to do. Mm. If And school was not a productive thing Did for you me. Did you have ADHD? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. Probably. Um, school was never productive for me. I just I was not good at it. No mm. matter how hard I worked at it, I just wasn't good at it. I passed, right. cheated a lot, no, but I, you guy. know whatever. Um, whatever needs to be done is capitalism, bitch. Uh, how would you cheat? What was like the most creative way you cheated? I w- boring. I. Oh, you would just like look at. Yeah, other I don't know why I made movements dude, in silence, dude. I um. I used to I had these old pair of shoes and for like for like math tests I would they, the insole was white so I would just write all the equations on my shoe and I would just like sit with my foot on my lap. So you're clever about it. You're real clever and about I would, you your grips. You scrub it off and then the next test you yeah. write the new ones. Um, no nah, man, if, if you just it was like if you just if people in my life had just encouraged me. Sure. Just encourage. Yeah, it's like okay, all right. You, you don't like the weird energy. You don't like what I'm doing. Fair enough. Redirect that energy towards something productive. Mm. The energy's not going to stop. Right. So what ended up happening was I just had to bottle the energy in and then become depressed. Right. Um. Damn. I'm trying not to be negative. No, dude. It's all fucking good. Um. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about. So you have a, a one man show coming out. Yeah, I, I hesitate to call it a comedy special because it's not funny. What do you mean? Um, We're trying to sell this thing. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. You're saying it's not funny. What the fuck? Uh, it's not meant to be funny. It's okay. a, it's a Black okay. Lives Matter thing. Okay. So I I watched 846, hmm. uh, Dave Chappelle's 846. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I watched Dave Chappelle's 846, and watching it, it was very eerie how similar it felt to street stand-up. Hmm. So next time you watch it, just keep in mind the vibe. Okay. That's the exact same vibe okay. of street stand-up. And I watched it, and I was like, well, fuck, man, I could do that. Not not the skill of Dave right, Chappelle, right, right, but right. the act of we set up a cam you set up some cameras and go. Now is this what you're releasing? Is this audio only or video? Video. Or? Nice. Okay, dope. Because oh. on your teaser thing it was just like audio with the picture and I was like, Oh, is this audio or is this video. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Fuck yeah. Um but I it's it's it is me telling personal stories, racial stories. I haven't talked about the race stuff. Like the family stuff is a thing, the performance is a thing. Race is a whole other topic we could talk about, but it was dog shit my entire life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just telling stories and just getting that anger and that frustration out. Um, and that's all it is. When does it come out? Saturday. This Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Saturday the... The... I'm not good at promotion. <laughs> um, 22nd. So all right, dope. I'm gonna... It's It's... Oh, shit. Sorry, sorry. My job requires me to be on my phone to check. Th- I'm, I'm potentially getting a job right now. Oh, hell yeah. Did I get a job? Did I get it? Did I get it? Fuck yes. Okay. I just got the. That's how interpreting works, by the way. As, as a freelance interpreter. That's how it works. So now you're just going to go after this. You're going to go meet up with some kid? Uh, on, tom- tom- I can't say detail, but. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. don't. Yeah, and, and one eight two five three fucking Lemon Avenue. A kid's twelve <laughs> years old. He's been deaf since he was six. Um, but yeah, so they as a, as a freelance interpreter, just jobs come to you first <laughs> come first serve. 
So it's like, because I, I work with an agency, everybody else can see that too. And I just the first one who clicked it. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, and that's how, a little bit of an interpreter secrets. Uh, what was that? One man show. One man show. So it's just, I I'm, am jokey, but it's improvised for the most part. Like I wrote out outline, but I'm just, I'm just, t- just talking. When was it filmed? Or like where? Was it on the street? or? It was filmed down the street from where I perform on the street in Redlands at the stage. It's outdoor stage. Okay, dope, dope, uh, dope, dope. Um, it wa- I can't remember the date specifically, but it wasn't too far. Out. It was about a month ago. Okay, for sure. Maybe a month and some change. So the, the world's a little different and my feelings are different. Mm-hmm. Not my feelings. My feelings are the same. But the way I'm expressing those feelings are a little less angry. Um, but that's all it is. It's, it's not funny. That's why I'm calling it a one-man show. Okay. Is because it's not a comedy show. I like that. At least you, like, recognize you're, you're not selling something else. No. Um, have you been to some of the protests? Yes. You know, I went to the one in Long Beach. I don't remember what day it was, but um, this was, like, right before the, all the shit went down in HB. And I was like, I didn't want to go to the Huntington Beach one because I'm not trying to get, like, stabbed up or nothing. Like, that shit was fucking gnarly. What, what, was, that, was that the one with the bow and arrow guy, or was that a different one? Uh, I don't, I, I saw that. I don't remember. I, th- I thought that was in like St. Louis or something. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was HB. I need to be one where the, the counter protesters mm. were like, well, what the fuck are you counter protesting? You're counter protesting that black, you're saying that black lives don't, don't matter. matter. That's and you're just standing there saying this. And like, it's just like, I got called a monkey recently. Fuck. I went Sorry. to the, so I went to the Long Beach one and it was like it was supposed to be like a sit-in so we go we were just sitting on like the city hall there was maybe like 30 people there was some bitch that like walked around with like some fucking like incense that smelled like shit and she's like this is supposed to like so protect us from bullets yeah like <laughs> it, like it increased the aura of what yeah. we're I'm like this smells like shit bro like yeah. can someone light up a doobie or something <laughs> like bro this smells like shit uh, and then all of a sudden like we were just there was some guy with a megaphone right very articulate speaker nice. and you know talking about I uh, um. Uh, you know his experiences. He was former Marines, like all this stuff, talking about his experiences, and it was fucking. It was great. The guy was a very great speaker. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we just hear like these chanting down the street. And again, so like on the on the, the on the steps, there was like thirty of us. We just hear this chanting down the street, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like Jews will not yeah. replace <laughs> us, right? Like, and we, yeah, we just. But it was it was more. Uh, Black Lives Matter pr- mm. uh, protesters, and then all of a sudden, bro, I kid you not, like two thousand people are walking down this street, and we were like, I was like, I look at my homie, I look at the crowd, I look at my homie, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And like two thousand people just like, and it was like people, 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 and like we're all just like, and so we all just like morphed into one big group and shut down Long Beach Boulevard so and like badass. blocked, the, yeah, it was so badass, it, like blocked the whole thing, and like. Just like this ginormous dude, all of a sudden helicopters started showing up. I was like, yo, dude. Like, this is why I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, you're good. This is why I'm okay. This is why I'm the happiest I've been in my life. Sure. Is because, well, mm, I'll do negative, then positive. Okay, cool. Okay, negative is this is one of the scariest times of my life. Sure. Don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. November terrifies me. I live in Trump country. No matter what, I won't win. If he loses, I, they're coming with pitchforks to my house. Hopefully not, but yeah. you know, um, <laughs> jokes aside, me, it dude. scares the That's shit scary. out of me. Huntington, yeah, bro, in, yeah, bro, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's already pitching this. Um, if he loses, if he it, loses, yeah. it's rigged. So yeah. all these people are gonna be like up in arms. Like mm-hmm. it's like no Whoa, matter no matter what. what, who wins? Even if he wins, now we're just double fucked. Yeah, it's like so it's so bizarre. It's, it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get crazy. Um, dude. but so that's the bad part. But right. the positive part is this is the first time. 
in my life, and I've been talking about this my entire life, it's my first time I've been acknowledged and vindicated. First time. I have this metaphor for it if you're up for it. Sure. Okay. It's like being a little kid. And granted, this is because I lived in a very white neighborhood. Mm. So they just didn't understand. But sure. It's like being a little kid, and uh, it's like you're sleeping on you're sleeping on your bed, and a monster's under your bed, and it's scratching you, and it's going back under the bed. And you call for your parents, America, for the metaphor, yeah. <laughs> and, and your parents are like, "There's no monster," because of course they're not going to believe there's a monster. Why sure. would they think that? Exactly. But you know, there's a monster, and it keeps doing this every night, and you keep asking for help every night, and then you get older, and your parents keep telling you this that there's no monster, to the point where you start to like, oh, maybe I'm just being crazy. Then you turn teenage age and you just uh, you pretend there's no monster. No matter you keep getting scratched, keeps happening, but you're just like, I guess I, I guess I'm just being ridiculous. Right. Then, COVID happens and everyone's stuck in the house at the same time, the same day, and the monster comes out. But everybody can see the monster, and the monster goes rampaging through the house. It's breaking shit. It and and it's the metaphor I use for the the target stuff, is like it's like the monster breaks my mom's favorite lamp. I don't give a shit anymore right. because I've been saying there's a monster and you haven't been listening. I don't want the monster to destroy my house. I live here too. We all live here. I don't right. want to destroy my house. But I don't, I, I'm in a, I, like as a kid, you'd be in a place of like, well, now you're seeing there's a monster. So I don't give a shit anymore. I'm tired. And, and, it, then, and then to further this metaphor, it's like if your mom and your sister were like, oh, there was a monster. I'm so sorry, honey. There was a monster. Yeah. You were right. And then your dad was like, well, maybe there's some good monsters. Maybe this is like a bad apple monster, and you're Fuck. just being fucking stupid. You're being a cuck. You need to do some push-ups and eat some raw meat, bitch. <laughs> it's, and it's, and, but you live with your, did your dad's right. paying all the bills. Right. So it's, it is a crazy feeling. And that's my metaphor. No, that's actually like spot on. But the, the craziest thing to me about all this stuff is that people are just like, like, you guys are equal. Black people are equal, blah, blah, blah. And it's like. People don't, like, okay, like, if you think about it, slavery was, like, 1800s, late 1800s. That's, that's fucking, like, two people ago. That's, dude, that's not, like, so there's my great-grandma who's still alive, and then her fucking mom was alive for that. Yep. What? Two people ago. Yep. Two fucking people ago. That's not that long. So people are like, that doesn't exist anymore. Slavery d is gone. Like, you guys have your rights because of the civil rights. Civil rights movement was fucking like 50 years ago. My that, grandma. Like, it's, it's still alive. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? It's not like we're fucking, uh, it's not like you're talking about like Babylon here. Like, it's yeah. not like you're talking about something that's like fucking like BC. This like this ancient. shit. This two people ago. Two people ago. And it's, it's, they, they're, really crazy like the people they're, they're fighting tooth and nail like like this doesn't happen because i've never seen it it's like yeah. you've never seen it because you're not fucking black it's like the fuck it's it's and and but now it's they're in a place where they can see it yeah and they're, they're choosing not to see the, it man oh i have another it's a get ready <laughs> i'm sorry man i'm trying to be positive no you're good bro you're good <laughs> i'm gonna keep saying this too until he hears it i'm not gonna say his name okay. but he used to be a comic and or i don't know maybe he is i don't know but older white dude, um, and he, cop, border patrol agent. Oh, I don't think I know him. No. For years, I would be an idiot and argue on Facebook like an idiot. All right? I know, <laughs> I, I know it was dumb. I know it was stupid. <laughs> I didn't have productivity in my life. So here's the, the cycle. Innocent, unarmed, black man usually gets killed 
by cop or Trayvon Martin situation, whatever. Sure. I'm upset about it. He finds a way to try to justify it. And then we forget about it because we're used to it. And then another thing happens. I get upset. We go back and forth. He tries to find a way to justify it over and over and over again. Oh, he was reaching too fast. He shouldn't have been running away. He shouldn't have been talking shit. He shouldn't have been doing this, shouldn't have been doing that. And my old response over and over was, well, the people didn't need to get murdered over this. Right. Clearly, there's an issue that needs to be worked on. So, Philando, not Philando. Um, Just straight up name dropping the yeah, guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, George, George Floyd. Right. Yeah, George Floyd. Fernando. That, uh, Philando Castile was the other guy. who He was another black dude that got killed. Oh, oh okay. Um, there's so many, you couldn't even keep up right. with all of them. Right, for real. So, um, George Floyd dies, right? I'm livid. and That was fucking gnarly, dude. Yeah. And I'm in quarantine. So, like, I was in zen. I was in this perfect zen place, and it got fucked up. I was furious because I was like, I finally, I did it. I'm calm and happy now. <laughs> and then boom. And then boom. And so I was on TikTok like an idiot. <laughs> TikTok. I know. I was bored. <laughs> and, you know, it was just police brutality. Sure. Yeah, everything. And I was just sharing it because I was going to save the world through sharing it. <laughs> and and I would do... For a good hour, I would just be sharing video. Hey, just so you know, motherfuckers, this is what we've been dealing with forever. And he didn't say anything for a long time. And then the Wendy's one happened. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Rashad, when they, they, they shot I, the guy when he was I, running one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like sleeping in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I post something about that. I can't remember what it was. He sends me a message about that. And he says, well, you know, he starts to find reasons. Again, he's doing what he does. He says something, and it's disgusting to me to this day. He said it was a righteous kill. You fucking monster. Ugh. You fucking disgusting piece Ugh. of shit. Ugh. Like, how are you, are, are you even a, are you a human? How the Ugh. fuck do you describe killing a man who is running away? I don't give a fuck if he was drunk. I don't give a fuck if he reached for the taser. I don't give a fuck about any of that. He's running away, and you kill him. All right, well, then just the word righteous is fucking gross. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you, these people don't get, I talk about it in the special. This is sure, it, sure. Th actually this tone is kind of the special. Great. I, it, I'm realizing I'm coming to this place of like these people in many ways are fucking monsters. This isn't about like this isn't about justice or America. They just there. I I hesitate to use the word evil, mm -hmm. but there's pieces of me that's like fuck, man. Are you evil? Are mm -hmm. you like? Are is there something wrong with you that you couldn't? That you didn't when Philando, God damn it! Sorry, that's the one that really hurt me. Right when when George Floyd died, you didn't message me saying, "Man, that's really not okay." When I was posting all of these police brutality videos, you weren't like, "Wow, that's also not." I'm sorry, that's not okay. It wasn't any of that. You don't acknowledge the pain, the suffering, the death, the, the violence. You don't acknowledge any of that. You just want to make sure that your little blue fucking line is staying strong, that you guys are... It's a gang. These motherfuckers are a gang. I had... My mom was in law enforcement. Damn. And, yeah. And I was out in Upland, and I was doing my thing or whatever. I got the cops called on me. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, whoever called the cops, fuck you. But whoever called the cops, to be fair... I was talking wild shit. I was, <laughs> I was talking about like eating ass and gross oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was kids walking, but so like I understand why the police were called in that moment. Even in, 
before I keep getting to the story, I'm so sorry you hear me. Oh, you're right? good, you're good. But even before I get into the story, even a situation like that, I have the understanding to say, okay, I see where I was wrong. I see where it's inappropriate for me to talk about. I'm not a comedy club. I'm on the street. And there's right. children. Right. Fair enough. You d- you have every right to call law enforcement. Sure. This guy comes up, and he's like evil Captain America. Like he's you <laughs> know cop, what I mean? The cop. Yeah, he, big, sexy, attractive. Sexy. Oh, he's super sexy. This guy. He's not not sexy. He was buff and like he had he had his hair cut. He was he's good, good looking dude. But he impo- there was this dark energy about him okay so like captain america you know what i mean where yeah. like there's this l- naive innocent we can all be together there was this darkness about it that i just didn't it made me uneasy and he's talking to me he's like can i see your id i'm not gonna argue with him sure ID. sure and he was able to find out information that i was like how do you why do you know how do you what do you when you when that gets run when your information gets run what are they seeing everything, dude? I guess he knew. He found out my mom was in law enforcement, and he used a code. Oh, that's me. weird. He said, "Like, is your mom such and such thing?" And I didn't understand what he meant. I thought he was like, "Do you have a warrant?" And I was like, uh, "I was like, uh, my mom was in law enforcement." And he was like, "Oh, okay." And his demeanor changed. He got it. He didn't. He was trying. He was being friendlier after that. Hmm. And he was like, "What school did you go to? What high school?" And I told him what high school, and he was like, "Oh, I went to that high school." Like he grew, uh, he graduated a year before me. That's so weird. It is weird, and it makes me uneasy because, like, if you stole his milk, I know, that's what it was. Get taste or something. I, I, it, it, there was something about it that just like it didn't sit with me. It didn't. It, it really made me uncomfortable that one. He was able to get as much information about my mom. I don't know how that. Yeah, that's works. weird. That's weird. Um, two that his demeanor changed. That when he found out, like, oh, this is technically blue. And that was the vibe. This is technically blue. All right. Then he tried to be a little friendlier. Hmm. And I think a bit, and I didn't, I've had interactions with the police before, and I think that's what's kept me alive in many ways, is hmm. that my mom was in law enforcement, and they're, they're seeing something, and that, that like, w- as soon as they find out, it, I'm related to law enforcement. They, they calm, they chill out. It's a, it's a fucking gang. It's a gang. See, I talked about this on Mike Kim's uh, podcast about how I've been, so I've been pulled over eight times now, and I've only gotten a ticket twice, mm-hmm. ever. And all the times that I've ever been pulled over, like, it's I've just made them laugh on the first, because I've been told that if you make them laugh on the initial approach, like, I mean, this is for, I was told by a white person, and I am white, uh, if you make them laugh on the initial approach, you're like 10 times less likely to get a ticket yeah. uh, because they don't know what they're walking up to. Right. They don't know what what you're. They don't know if you're just gonna be chilling here with a fucking Glock just sitting on your lap. They don't know what the fuck they're walking up to. So if when they walk up to you and you're just some dumb kid that's just like being silly, yeah. Being, yeah, and they're just like, all right, cool. Like, thanks for like making my day. Thanks for fucking like not being a piece of shit. Thanks for just like in not being like, why the fuck am I pulled over? Because they get that most of. Of all, just like, what did I do, officer? And yeah. I'm just like, you know, like, so it's just whatever. So I've been pulled over. And so, but the thing that I get told the most is there something along the lines of like, like, thanks for making my day or thanks for like being cool or like, oh, you're cool type of thing. And so like, I, this, 
whole thing so made me think. And so even the two times that I got the ticket, it's because I was doing too much. I would not have gotten a ticket had I not been doing too much, except for one, where I was I was driving in the carpool lane alone. I was going 90 in a fucking construction zone. Right. And so I, there, there was too much. The guy was like, I have to give you a ticket. Yeah. He's like, I wish – he told me, I wish I didn't have to give you a ticket, but I have to. You were doing too much. Understandable. Uh, and I was just like, fuck, like – if I was black, like how different would that have been? Especially, I would not have gone fucking six for eight. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so different. It, the interesting thing is, I my interaction with the police, and this is partly of my upbringing, because my mom, sure. the way I was raised, hands on the wheel, do yeah. not move your hands, mm -hmm. yes sir, no sir. Keep your head down. Don't make eye contact with them. Beca really? Because it's they, they I treat them like animals. They, they <laughs> it's like it's like when you make eye contact with them they're they they view it as like a challenging me bro like oh it's yeah a, it's like a especially when you make a ma masculine uh, you know you know masculine eye contact Yeah, you're bigger than me so like i'll i'll look him dead in the face and there's like this guy ain't shit you yeah, know? Well, <laughs> but i it's like don't just call. yes sir no sir keep right. everything short um Make sure that they can see everything. My mom told me if they ever stop you, make sure that you're not in a place that is secluded because they can they can. Um, she's in law enforcement and she's telling right. me this because they can uh, they can plant shit. Like make sure like just just keep your head down, and it is dehumanizing. Like it is I, as a man that is it is very frustrating mm. as a man knowing like th that guy the upland cop. Mm. We're the same goddamn age, and I should not have him be call you sir right now. Sure, yeah, we're oh, the yeah. same age, and it's like I have to make myself come off as weak so that they don't try to kill me. They don't try to hurt. I, I right, 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 right. And and the frustrating thing is, is I acknowledge that it's a diff difficult job. I acknowledge right. that, like you don't. It, it's a stressful job. You don't know what the fuck you're you walking into. You don't know what into. the hell you're walking no into, idea. dude. I acknowledge that. So I don't understand why they can't acknowledge, like, yeah, there's been some issues. I don't understand yeah. why they can't yeah. acknowledge it. <sighs> it's, it's, I went to Ireland and. Oh, shit. What the hell? Yeah, yeah I got a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to Ireland and I, got, I, I, I saw the way the police interacted there. I had never felt safer in my life. Really? Mm -hmm. They First off, no one has guns out there. Unless you're a farmer in like bumfuck nowhere, no right. one has guns. So the cops are calmer because they know this is not going to turn into a shootout. At worst, they might take out a knife, but that's nothing right. to, to compared to a gun. Right. So the cops are calmer. The I was I was um, we're hanging out. We were walking around. We were drunk, Ireland. And yeah. there's this guy, and he was this kid. He was like 16, 17, drunk out of his mind, just wasted. And he was getting in this cop's face. And he was like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, you bitch. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it, dude. I'm going to watch <laughs> Irish World Star. This kid's about to get his head caved in. And the cop calmly stares at him, waits, waits, waits till he kind of tuckers himself out and is like, all right, man, you're going to need to go home. And the guy's like, all right. And then he goes <laughs> home. And it ended there. What the hell? And it's like, it's. I think part of it is the guns. Is that like. It, they both understand this isn't going to get deadly. Right. And unless the cop makes it deadly, this isn't going to get deadly. And the cops there are actually there for protect and serve. So in for the cops over there, it's not an ego thing. It's not like I'm the I'm the I'm law and order. It's not what that is. It's like 
no, I'm just making sure this kid gets home safe. He's an idiot. He's drunk. Yeah. Whereas the dude at Wendy's gets a bullet in his back for being an idiot who's drunk. Granted, uh, the guy ran away and all the whatever. But like, he like didn't he reach for a taser and then ran the away? He grabbed the taser. Yeah, yeah. He grabbed the taser. But did he have the taser when he was running? Yeah. He he the the taser. From what I understand of it, the taser was already shot. He didn't understand that pointed the taser that wasn't going to do anything sh- backwards towards the police while he was running away. Mm. Um, but even in that situation, so the, 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 um, the dude, my ex friend air quotes, the cop, the guy who was a cop, right, right, board, right, right. he said that they were trained that in a situation like that, that's what you do. He said th- the reason he, his, his logic was the reason this is justified is that's how they're trained. Well, then maybe change the fucking training, right? Like I'm not saying that that guy didn't deserve to be arrested. I'm not saying they didn't deserve, but you, and I've heard this over and over. You have his license plate, you have his name, you have him on video, you have his car. He's not going anywhere. Yes, he took the, I understand he took the, te- I get it. But he, but the guy was like, well, we're, we're trained to interpret that as he's going to do something violent. It's crazy. It's crazy. It makes me furious. And that's why I made one man show. Okay. That's a very, the longest promo for Yeah, a- right? <laughs> Well, as we do uh, approach the final minute of the podcast, I always leave the final minute of the podcast to the guest to say whatever, do whatever, plug whatever, oh, nice. um, socials, all that stuff, ask whatever, do whatever you want. So this next minute is all yours, man. Uh, hey, um, I just talked a lot, so this is a good, interesting <laughs> transition. Um, I guess if, I don't know, if you listen to this and you're like, I kind of am interested. In, if, okay, if you listen to this and you hate me, that's fine. Just leave me alone. Please don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get this out of the way because I already know there's going to be people listening who just despise me. Um, but if you listen to this and you hate me, that's fine. Please, please leave me alone. Um, if you listen to this and you like what I'm doing, just know I'm not good yet and <laughs> I'm working to get good. So if you roll with me now, I promise it'll be it'll it'll be worth it in the future. I'll get good. Um, uh, the special's coming out on on Saturday. Please share it. I hope that people enjoy it. In a weird way, I hope Dave Chappelle sees it and is like, oh, he seems cool. Let's hang out. <laughs> Let's hang out. Let's smoke a blunt, bro. We'll take you to, where does he live? You, Idaho? He moved to like Ohio. Ohio. Ohio, that's right. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I have podcasts, ACMM. It's all under the buddy system, so you can just look up the buddy system. Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. My Instagram is AaronChase91. I just made a Twitter. I think it's, is it AaronChase911 or? I, I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. I don't know how things work. Um, so it's your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Just thanks for understanding my personality. No, I get you, bro. Thank you. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. And Aaron Chase, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, man.